Welcome back to In the Know. I'm Luke Diamond. And I'm Kendall Van Horn. And as you can probably hear, we both have colds. And it's snowing outside right now. And it's snowing outside. It's um, definitely not helping our colds. Uh, are you a big snow person or not so much? Um, I'm a skier, so I do oh. like snow. Uh, I'm about to move away from Minnesota after living here for five and a half years and have never skied, snowboarded, or sledded. Or made a snowman. Oh my gosh, who are you? <laughs> I know, so I have to uh, pack that all in in my last couple months. Um, all right, story this week? Well, it's about the gophers. <laughs> okay, sweet. <laughs> Let's jump into it. Last Saturday. The undefeated gopher football team toppled Penn State, the fourth ranked team in the country, in a historic upset. Minnesota is now 9-0 for the first time in 115 years. Did you go to the game? I did, and it was crazy. I'll leave the details for our sports people. We have the ball, I think. I actually don't really know how to read a football scoreboard. Basically, the Gophers took an early lead, kept it for three quarters. Oh gosh, it's feeling good right now. We'll, we'll just see. Let's take it one play at a time, but I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah. But started to lose it near the end. Fans started to worry they were going to choke, like they have in the past. But with one minute left, Penn State passed the ball into the end zone for the game-winning catch, and... Time throws, and it is intercepted! Minnesota intercepted it. The Gophers won 31-26. to then things got really wild. How so? Hundreds of fans rushed from the stands, and the U says some of them got hurt. Fans stormed the field, which looks fun, but was actually pretty scary. I got squished in the front rows of the stands, and I had to get pulled out. But you still got your tape. Oh yeah, the story is always the top priority. Overall, it was a historically good game. Oh my god. Uh, I almost had a heart attack in the midway through the fourth quarter, but I survived. <laughs> This is probably the most excited our campus has been for a game in over 50 years. Heck yeah, we stormed the field. So we stormed the it field. It was the best time of my life. I've been growing up here for 28 years, and I've never seen a better Gopher win than I saw today. Let's go! But the crazy thing is, the Gopher football team kind of used to suck. Over the past 10 years, it has mostly losing records. The team was notorious for choking in the fourth quarter. I wanted to know what changed. And what did you find out? Almost everyone had the same answer. It's called coaching. Well, I think that's so good because of the culture that Coach P.J. Fleck is building. P.J. Fleck, he's the heart and soul. P.J. Fleck, throw the boat. Sky Yuma, go Ghosts. P.J. Fleck, who took over as head coach two years ago, has brought a new culture to the team, and that has put them on the map. So Fleck played in the NFL around 2004 and kind of had just a cup of coffee in the league and was out within a year or two. Paul Hodowanek is the sports editor at the Minnesota Daily and the host of our sports podcast, The Weekly Rundown. And then transitioned into coaching where he did some minor jobs for a couple universities, went back to his alma mater, but he really got his first chance in 2013 when he took over Western Michigan as the head coach. And in his first year, they went 1-11. in And then the last year he was there before Minnesota scooped him up, he went 13-1. and So he really transitioned and changed that program 
And that's kind of what Minnesota was hoping when they hired P.J. Fleck in 2017. If Fleck was hired two years ago, why is the football team just now getting good? I asked Paul that. First year, it's not the players that you've recruited. It's not you don't know everyone. You're still kind of getting to know the system. So you can't really take much out of that first year. And then the second year, you're starting to get your guys in, but it's still a little bit different. The third year, I think, is right when you're starting to kind of, your schemes are now implemented. Last year, Fleck just continually, continually talked about, this is a really young team. This is the youngest team we have in the country. And so all that youth got a lot of chance to play and got a lot of chance to grow last year. And then this year, they were able to put it into use. The mantra at the core of Flex coaching is row Row the boat. boat. Row the boat is a never give up mantra. There's three parts to rowing the boat. That's Fleck talking. He explains that the boat is made up of the oar, which is the energy you bring to your life, the boat, which is the sacrifice, and the compass, which is the direction of your life. See, when you row the boat, everybody's got to be in one line. Everybody's got to be rowing in the same direction, with the same speed, and the same efficiency to get to point A to point B in the most efficient, fastest way possible. Do we think the football team's performance is sustainable? Paul says he does. They didn't really seem like this was a fluke. Like They kind of had it in hand, and they would have won this game more times than not. This isn't just like your traditional upset where they caught them on a bad day or they had a really good day. Like This showed that the Gophers are here and that they are a force to be reckoned with, not just every once in a while, but, but, but could be sustained for a while. And he said if anyone wasn't sure before, they were after Saturday's game. I think this game cemented the fact that, no, this isn't the Gophers of the past that you're used to losing and blowing big games. And it's not just an eight-game hot streak. It's like a culture and a program that has kind of revitalized itself and is here to stay and here to, here to make noise. So what's next for Gopher fans? Well, they play Iowa this weekend. They're going to go at Iowa next next week, which has historically been a really hard place for not only the Gophers to win in, but ranked teams to come in there and beat Iowa. So that's going to be a big test. Go Gophers, beat Iowa. Here's the rest of the used news. You know in Dinkytown, across from McDonald's, where 4th Street passes over that bike path? Well, the city of Minneapolis is considering building a stairwell that connects the bike path and 4th Street. The Minneapolis Park and Rec Board said it would give students better access to the path called the Dinkytown Greenway, which ironically is not accessible anywhere in Dinkytown. Plans to build the stairwell have previously fizzled in 2014, but the city is ready to give it another go. Aaron Doring, the tenured University of Minnesota professor who pled guilty to domestic assault in April, has resigned. Doring has been on leave since he was charged with domestic assault by strangulation last winter. He was sentenced to six months in the county workhouse and two years probation. He taught courses related to online and mobile learning in the College of Education and Human Development. This month, the University of Minnesota launched its very own small satellite into outer space. 
The satellite, nicknamed Socrates, uses high-energy X-ray sensor detectors to help with deep space navigation and collects data about the sun. Over 30 graduate students and faculty have collaborated to build Socrates since 2015. The same team is now working on two more satellites expected to launch in 2021 and 2022. This episode of In the Know was produced and edited by me, Luke Diamond, and was reported by Kendall Van Horn. Our intro music is by J.D. Duggan. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And check out the Minnesota Daily's sports podcast, The Weekly Rundown, hosted by our very own Paul Hodawanek, who you heard from in this episode. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>